everyone. Happy Freya. Welcome to part two with my interview with Jeff Selver. He is a lifelong UFO contactee. If you haven't heard last week's episode on Friday, please do so. It's, it's on Friday the 13th, the, the day of change and transformation. Um, but check it out um, prior to listening to this because there's a lot of great information there that sets the pretext to what we're going to dive into today, which I'm very excited about. So thank you again, Jeff, for being on the show. <laughs> yeah, you got it, Pam. Okay. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you got it. Let's, let's do this. Let's dive into it. And, and when I mean dive into it, we are going to because we're going to talk about, um, you know, it may be a controversial issue and and maybe it doesn't have to be. It might be something that we're just starting to open the conversation about, which is what I want to do, start pioneering these kind of conversations. Because I know that there are people wanting to know if they have hybrid children and you have actually met your hybrid children. <laughs> so if you could go into prior and meeting because you were taken on the craft i believe um but yeah. but this is a really profound extraordinary experience you went through so um you have you have the you have the the floor because it's the floor. <laughs> sure. the floor so uh yeah okay no problem so what's really fascinating about this um so i was part of a you know biological program i guess you can say i'm pretty certain most of us if you're a contactee something biological definitely occurred. And for me, they, unraveling all the memories, they displayed that there were multiple purposes for human biology. And uh, one of them is hybrids on the planet. Another is they are planet builders and they seem to be taking human tissue and then building it on other planets, using it for other, other you know, star systems. That's what I was told. And uh, and then the third is this kind of replenishing of genetics for the gray aliens who seem to be clone based uh, biological forms. And so who take, you know, DNA and they do things with it. And they, for that, for as I understood, this is their joy. This is their excitement with life is making life and putting things together and, and scissoring them up. And uh, and so I met. So, OK, in my eighth contact event, I had a very uncomfortable uh quote unquote sexual interaction with a great alien so so i built this trust with this uh the elder who was the main great alien i dealt with um and so I, at that point i'd already had seven contact events in the seventh contact event they said we're going to need your semen and I was like, yeah, uh, I actually was really like uncomfortable by that. And I guess yeah. any human would. Also, yeah. I, I, I didn't know it would go there. Right. It was for me, right. it was kind of a trick in the moment. That's how I saw it. I was like confused by it. But I also had experienced all this magnificent consciousness stuff. Right. That afterlife awareness and 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 just their feeling, just a feeling of being in their environment is so warm and good. And what I mean by that is. I'm pretty certain they changed the electrical field of the craft. So, and that's why telepathy is so easily experienced on the crafts is you can feel them and, and everything's tele telepathic. And, and then a human is equally telepathic on the craft. The craft is alive. It has a whole life to itself. So it just feels good to be in their environment. And then when they do this, it really kind of throw, throws you off guard a little bit. So she kind of preempts me. We're going to need this from you in my seventh contact event. And then in the eighth is when um, 
And it's actually after the rising. It's after that they did this consciousness event in me. So something had changed, as I mentioned, in my biology. If you quill, I had the genetic activation and then my, my biology changed. So I became biologically valuable to them. That's how I see this. Can, sorry, the rising event, was that the white room event that you're referring to? Yeah, let's put that together. So the, the white room yeah. uh, was the model I kind of always frame it as, the rising, which happened four years later. That's how whatever the beings can do, they can kind of like box things in, in your consciousness and open okay. them up when they want them opened. Okay. So uh, 1993 was when I had the white room. Two, uh, 1997 was the rising. And so I had seven contact events in between that period. Like they're kind of building things up and, and working me right. and building it up. Exactly doing it, yeah. Yeah, then the genetic activation rising thing happens at the age of 20. Okay. And then right afterwards, I have a ton of biological contact events. Like okay. it was, it was, it was, it was, it was the worst. <laughs> I do not wish that on anybody in it. And, and yet it's these guys who are like kind of friendly with now you're like, Oh, aren't they my friends? I'm kind of confused by this. And, the, and yet for the human, all this biology stuff, it's really invasive. Uh, it all, oh, you know, for the untrained mind, it's perverted, right? It's uh, it's disgusting. It's violating. And yet you have to kind of t uh, toss the up. Am I having that experience? <laughs> and you're like, is this, is this not? And you're kind of confused about it. And and the aliens themselves were very medical, very procedural. They weren't, you know, they weren't perverted. They weren't any of those kind of weird things. And uh, and also they seem to be in this kind of like, uh, you know, rised Kundalini, I kind of say, like a rised, a rised energy consciousness state that sex isn't even a thing. Sex is like a, a biological process, not a not a you know love making thing that it is for humans okay and so in my eighth contact event the elders seem to pull her energy out and put it into a hybrid a hybrid a walking tall human hybrid okay. she said go to that room and i went into this room and then she basically got on top of me and uh and and i wouldn't even call it sex it because they there was no movement they just basically did this biological stuff in my brain and made me you know orgasm then i was like what are you going to do with that and she said we're going to make babies with it <laughs> kind okay. of like hey we're going to make babies with it almost like excited okay. and uh and then i don't see those babies okay. until so that's 1998 2000 and oh my god eight ten years later i didn't even put that together 10 years later i actually see these babies yeah. though i see other hybrid babies before that 2010 2008 sorry um but they're not i don't feel connected to them so i see hybrid babies and they really seem to be showing me hybrid alien gray alien human like really mixed uh double species like uh a human like caucasian or whatever yep. or whatever skin color but you know uh but with slightly bigger craniums and black eyes but then otherwise the human body right like, do they have hair like hair hair and well these were babies so i don't recall oh, seeing so hair actually Funny enough, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking at really young. Okay. Yeah, and and then I see them a year later, and they're growing up. Oh, but no, they don't strike me as they. No, they had some hair. They didn't. They weren't bald. They weren't bald. Uh, they weren't bald babies. Yeah, they had some hair on them. But uh, but yeah, there was some kind of like they were they're hybrids. Right? They're just mixture and and really, I was like really uncomfortable by them because they do look a little bit strange. Um, and and then I got a bit more familiar with them. So I had this kind of experience where they they kind of showed me these hybrid babies. A, I saw them in a plate in a in a baby pen, and these were not babies I felt connected to. So 
they, they were just showing them to me, look, look, and you're going to be a part of this, they said one day. And so I'm seeing them in, 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 in cribs, basically, like kind of alien cribs. And then the next year I come back and they're in play pens and I'm with a whole bunch of other humans and they want us to play with them. And they say, oh, go play with them. And so I'm playing with them and I'm holding them. And yeah, there's some hair in their heads. And but they do. They're just kind of weird, weird you know, mixtures of the two, basically, of a human and a gray alien. And, oh, she also tells me these are the children of the future. So she's really, and there's this whole impression that these guys are going to be put on planet Earth, this kind okay. of human-gray alien hybrid. And that these, yeah, they're going on Earth. These guys plan to be, they plan to put them on Earth eventually. And um, so uh, that's that. But then in 2008, after not seeing any gray aliens are having any contact events for well over six or seven years. I think seven years at that point. That's, That's when I had a run. Time. It's a long time. Like, no contact, like nothing from such a like yeah. out of worldly experience. And then seven years, you just don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's they, they really, and it really was the sensation of like, now go live your life. Like they really got the most out of me out of a very precious period of my life. Um, and then they were like, done. <laughs> and you can go do your own thing now and live your life. And then they kept coming in intermittently, kind of trying to remind me almost that, hey, we're here and, you know, it'll be a big deal in the future, but we're not not right now. And okay. uh, and so, yeah, 2008 is, is that moment. And so, yeah, I'm walking to my building and I get taken from the building. I get put into a craft. Uh, the elder is driving the craft and I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. And then... Uh, uh, we, we basically go to a base. Like I can feel it's some kind of base, in, in, but I can't see anything. I just can sense it from the kind of consciousness of the device that we're in, okay. that we're getting into a, a base. And um, we walk down a hallway and then she's like, they want to see you. <laughs> she's preemptively, they want to see you. And I'm like, they, who who wants, to? I kind of get excited. Who wants to see me? And she open, presses a yeah. button, opens the door, the door opens and there are these like six uh, uh, like like gray alien children, but they've got my DNA in them. So they've they're they're more gray alien, and then they have like uh, the way I framed it is that they have tufts of 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 hair on their face, and I can okay. feel it's it's my genetics because it had my hair like my I had childhood hair that was light brown and like curly light brown, and that was on their heads and on their faces. And uh, it was really odd, but I could feel they were mine and I could feel they were hers. And I could, I was like, these are ours. I'm like, oh my God. And uh, I was, you know, at that point, the aliens, I kind of understood them enough to know that like, this isn't going to interact with my life. So I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Like, and I actually had right. affection for them. I was, you know, I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Like, oh, it was kind of cute also too. Like there are, like gray aliens are like, you know, they're, they're, they actually are innocently, they can, they're detached. That's the problem from the human perspective. They're detached. So okay. they, they do live dimensionally. So they, they, they're not affected by the same human things that we are. Uh, okay. And so they, they had a bad rep. That's how I feel about them for being that kind of that detached. But honestly, okay. their hearts are really beautiful and they're really sweet and, and very kind, actually, and very uh, gentle. And then these babies were like that. They were just the very uh, sweet little creatures. And um, and though they looked would look disturbing to a human by eye, I was, uh, yeah, I was kind of affected by them. But also they're detached. So when I got okay. to interact with them and mingle with them, 
then they were like time to go and i knew that they weren't going to be part of my life and there was no feeling that i needed to be and part of their lives and that was uh that was kind of it and i was happy to <laughs> happy to How? let it be yeah. <laughs> right thank you for your trans full transparency there i mean that was um yeah thank you for that because i have a clear understanding of kind of walking in your shoes and going through that experience how old were i'm just gonna say how old were your children when you visited them on the craft for, for this visit and did they know who you were yeah they knew who i was yeah they okay. knew who i was they knew i was the biological now it's not even right to say father it's not it's uh though I, I do ask right do i say they, I, I, do they not have that in their culture or like like our traditional like uh, on earth you, have, you know mom dad and you bond with your parents you know and you yeah, you grow up you with know, your parents and <laughs> i don't actually learn enough uh but you know I, I she does say to me um that uh our kind work together to raise our children okay. so um which would be tribal which would be uh, in uh uh, uh you know, reminiscent of our of our indigenous tribes, right? Like, yes. um, that uh, it's 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 community based actually, and that's okay. that was the impression I got here. Also, really interestingly, is it really felt like a litter, like a dog would have like okay. eight cat eight eight puppies. It felt like that, like it was a litter of gray aliens. That's like it's okay. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> wacky, right? We can't even imagine this, and that's what it was. It was like a litter of gray aliens, and uh, um. Yeah, just insane stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, but no, I, yeah, yeah. But it has its it had it had affection to it, and I, and and I had a close bonding enough with them that um, I could see the kind of innocence behind it actually. So I appreciate you giving giving us a glimpse into the personality of the Greys as well, right? Because I do hear that they're more scientific minded, they're more lab. I thought you know you know they're just breeding these babies in labs or something like that. And, um, but, you know, I have heard of interactions where there are, you know, physical contact and things like that. So uh, it's like, yeah, it, it takes for people even listening, if, it, if this is your first time listening, go back. <laughs> but I'm kind of into this situation anyway. And I think more and more people yeah. are, it's coming out there and there's a reason for, it, and that's what I kind of wanted to touch into because you alluded to, you know, the children being returned and that there's this, you know, even when you met with your higher self about, uh, you know, they're following different timelines of of you and that is leading up to something. So what is that? What do they want to do? Yeah. You mean, uh, do you mean like kind of what's their plan with yeah, humans like, or well, the planet? Exactly. People be like, well, this is an agenda. We hear yeah. this often, right? A lot of people are suspicious about the grays, you know, in, in the UFO community. Some are not suspicious about the grays. Some love them as well. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like a split on that. But I, but I, I would appreciate, you know, your clarity and insight yeah. on what you believe their agenda or, well, you know, some might say, well, it's not an agenda, but why are they here? What, what yeah. do they want to do? Yeah. So, Imagine a scenario here where, you know, maybe this isn't our planet <clears throat> and maybe, uh, maybe other aliens have been using it, turning it around, doing different things with it. And they're agreeing. Every, everyone's, no one's fighting. Everyone's agreeing and they switch things up and they do things, do different things with the planet. We have some signs of those, maybe, maybe megalithic structures, maybe, maybe, um, and maybe humans were aware of this stuff at some point. Maybe not. Maybe some. And the planet is big too. You could have a fully pocket that maybe is aware in, a, in one spot and a pocket that's not in another. And um, and then imagine a scenario where they say, okay, we're going to leave you let be and let this species take over, populate, grow. And so when it's time, they'll come back and they'll be ready to join us. 
and kind of be part okay. of the galactic species. Okay. And then these gray guys are the uh, the uh, stewards of the planet. The, the, I've heard that. The, oh, yeah. yeah, the 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 ones who will change the cycle over. The ones who will be shifting the the new, and they're working with the the mantis or the or the uh, the leader as I would call them uh i think someone even called them trantaloid species i don't really know if that's the same thing i don't know but those guys are kind of like the planet builders they're the ones who love to build planets they they're life creators they're god worshipers this is how i literally this is what i got out of them that they think and i feel that i actually don't think that they think it intellectually i think it's something that they believe is a property of the universe is to bore souls into bodies and then they feel like they're doing a service to the higher whatever for and a higher okay. yeah for a higher purpose and then the planet is just and we're in a cycle is what's going on we're in the middle of the cycle and they're repopulate they're planning to repopulate and change it all up again and they're saying we're doing this because this is what always happens. And 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 I think the idea is, is that there could have been different ways to have given out this information. And I think humans were involved in the choices behind that. Um, okay. Whether that's the Eisenhower meeting or what, I have no idea. But, uh, but bottom line is that this is happening, whether you like it or not, and because it's what happens. This is the way we do it. And it actually is, I've always said this to everybody, there's more freedoms in the world that they have than in our own world now. Uh, you, we don't understand what that world is because we aren't in touch with our own consciousness, our own higher spirits, to understand what potential we actually have when we're using their technology and when we're living the way that they live. And uh, and the hybrids are really the kind of integration aspect, the 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 integration into the society. This is the picture, though they don't exactly explain it like this. Uh, again, it seems to me that the aliens are very soft and gentle about presenting information. So they're not A, to overwhelm and to get pieces at a time. But really in this 25th contact event, did she allude that this was the time for humans and the time is now up? And that's really what this, that's, and when they said she's, human humanities, uh, she called themselves humanity's agents of change so meaning that they were very interested in the consciousness aspect of changing us that they have the hybrids to put on the planet means that they're integrating and uh and then on top of it saying that this is a period for humanity and now we're kind of done and we're moving into the new phase uh and again you get this presence of like they're kind of the ones who are managing the planet overall and uh, and then they're kind of shifting things that need to get shifted and really the best way to frame this is that if you are not your body and you are your spirit, then and if you were a species living out that life, you're not thinking about next year. You're not even thinking about, you know, your lifetime. You're thinking about eons. You might be preparing for the next thousands of years. So they're like eon builders. They're changing the shift over for the next thousands of years of what the planet will look like. And, uh, and that's what I think. Oh, and by the way, it's not political it's not the aliens never display this type of behavior they seem to be naturist naturalists and their computers seem to be naturalist like a natural ai quantum that helps with nature helps with consciousness helps with the paranormal and so it's nature imagine a scenario where there's no laws 
because humans are so evolved, we don't need them. That's their world. That's how I understand it, uh, where you're not controlled. You're actually as free as possible. And in your freedom, do you do what's natural for you? That's oh, that's, that's really yeah. that is like a whole other <laughs> that's a different perspective and a different world that you're describing that not many people currently may not be too um, familiar with. And I, I liked how even previous we're talking about ego, um, but you're really reframing with your experience the inception of what the purpose of Earth is and challenging people's views of, you know, how did we, right? Um, right. Yeah. That's the disclosure part, right? Yes. That's why I say this is just this. This is what just imagine this is what disclosure is like. Are you sure you want disclosure? Because what if it's this, right? What if it's like a whole reorientation of, of the human being altogether, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to touch on that because I think that's that's a very big say because and in your, you also touched that uh, upon that. This is not something that um, in, in your views with the grays that they're not imposing anything on. This is just what they do. This is how they create life. And this right. is how they plan life in a very large succession of different lifetimes and thousands of years. You're, we're looking at thousands of years of a highly evolved species yeah. developing life and that this is just something they do. They build worlds, they build civilizations, different species build different civilizations and earth just seems to have been a place of a, almost like a playground. <laughs> yeah, a garden, I think uh, Tom DeLong. Girl. They, some of these guys had that information, right? And they were like, they were yeah. framing it that way. What if planet Earth is a garden, right? And and right. from the mantis perspective, it would be a garden of bodies, totally a garden for bodies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does this tie into the hybridization of returning the hybrid children? Does that tie into what you refer to as the enlightened city? Because um, this is a big aspect of your book as well. Yeah that they're planning on building an enlightened city. Yeah. So again, like, so when it comes to this, this was their message through me for the, for the reader, for the, for the public. And okay. the whole point is we're coming. <laughs> we get prepped. Yeah. We're coming. Now, what does that really mean? Yeah. Right? Like I don't even have any more information than that. And, uh, and all I know is that that was the, that was the point of it all. And, it, and it's a weird, I, I get put into a weird position about it. I know that, a, I believe it because of everything else, not just what they told me, but as I'm learning more, uh, not being an aliens and UFO guy and finally kind of unraveling all this content, what I learned that government people knew does seem to be something along the lines of they perceive it as a threat. They perceive it as something like a takeover. They're perceiving it as something that they are scared of. Uh, but again, all the contactees are having this very beautiful nature high consciousness experiences something isn't adding up with the picture and you're get and i'm under when she did describes it this way i'm like oh my god this is exactly what it is they're kind of coming and they're planning on on kind of like the other twist to it there's a twist to the whole planet the city thing being here which is you know humans were kind of conditioned to our state of living right and you know i i have a friend who is a uh she grew up in the era of World War II, after World War II in Germany. And she said she grew up in a generation of people who were facepalming, wondering how the hell did we, you know, agree to that, to what happened in World War II? How did us Germans as a people? And they kind of, she said they, they lived with like a collective guilt for, you know, for, for her generation at least. And I feel humans will feel this way 
about the planet and the destruction of the environment. We are conditioned right now, and we don't understand that we've already gone overboard. <laughs> and and I think that plays into this idea of this kind of picture of the alien saying, we need to intervene. And uh, and you're kind of going overboard is kind of what's happening. And Lou Elizondo said something very specific to this too. Imagine the aliens were helping us pull, uh, before we fell off a cliff, right? Okay. Like uh, this idea that... Uh, that their presence is actually now getting to a place of being required uh, in a kind of an aggressive, aggressive is the wrong word, but in a forceful fashion. And uh, and so what was the city about is the idea of here we are, we're going to be here and we're going to change the way things go on this planet. And if you don't like it, go over there. And if you want to join, join the party, come be with us. Sure. And it's okay. really, that was the kind of whole picture of it. And okay. uh, is this idea of, and the truth is, is that anybody who's who's anybody who loves the idea of of expanding their own awareness and learning is set for that planet, set for that city. This is how they this is how they described it to me. And again, I, I don't do I know this is for fact. I would say treat it symbolically. It could be factual. It could also be them knowing that these books are the way they that humans learn about these aliens. So, you know, it could be symbolic and that they're actually, you know, the other uh, symbology to that is. Could disclosure be aliens judging us? You know, like imagine that's what disclosure is also, where they're kind of like saying, what's wrong with you guys? You know, you're killing all the species on the planet in the process, right? So uh, this, uh, I, I'm not clear because I don't like to prophesize. And I say that in the book specifically, I'm not prophesizing, but uh, this is what they wanted you to know. And here's my kind of take on that. And then, okay. so yeah, it is a... Uh, because I don't see the city per se. I see it as an image that she provides to me in this kind of imagination or this kind of imagery that they way they project things. But it's not like right. I see plans. I don't see blueprints. And I don't right. see well, a... Where is it going to be? Is it going to be in a certain country? That kind of thing. You just yeah, see the vision of it. You got it. I don't see an actual uh, future event, right? I don't, I don't go into a... Uh, oh, it's 2050. Oh my God, look. Oh my God, there's a city. And you know, I'm not seeing a future event, right? I'm seeing... No, no, no. No Nostradamus predictions, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, no Nostradamus predictions. It's very specific what they do. And and when they do it, they do it always on purpose. There's always kind of this larger thing to go to it. So it's like a hint dropped in, tell them we're coming, and okay. there'll be a city. And then she shows it to me in this imagery, and the hybrids would be in the city. And there was this idea that the city would be advanced. And uh, and there is, an, there is an impression with... You know, humans have to stop. You have to stop doing this destruction. You have to get out of these ways. And if you can't, then we need to be here in this way. So, yeah. So that's all for interpretation. What was the Eisenhower event? Um, just because you made a reference to it, could you just uh, just expand on that a little bit for those hearing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I actually have a essay on my website. Uh, I really, uh, it's kind of the idea that I could have had an appendix to my book. Um, but I, I just put made it free and available for everybody, and it's on the website. And I look at all the research. I look at all the facts. Is it possible? A, uh, how do we know this? This apparent meeting with Eisenhower occurred. Could it have occurred? And uh, and then what could have been said now that we have an idea that maybe great aliens are telling governments that they're planning on putting themselves here, uh, mm -hmm. or at least inter you know uh, interacting with humans in a way that could be emerging of societies. So. Um, so I look at all those facts, and it does look plausible that an event occurred in February 22nd 
Uh, oh, I don't have the year in my head. Uh, anyway, it's on that website. But 19, okay. oh, 1954, is that what I that they think it is? And there's a very specific night that, that Eisenhower was close to Edwards Air Force Base, and he left this meeting, and, and then the circumstances around that are just suspicious. That's all it is, it's suspicious. But what's happened is there's whistleblowers who all have high ranking, so Colonel Corso is amongst them, and I list a whole bunch of other people who've come out who said, yeah, there was actually a meeting with aliens. And uh, and we actually have a specific letter um, from someone who was there, and his letter was brushed off. And I find this very interesting how this is how alien information has been treated mostly throughout the last several decades. And only now are we getting a pretty clear picture that the aliens were always paranormal and even maybe quote unquote spiritual. And the spiritual paranormal has been pushed aside for mm-hmm. most of the facts um, yes. Yeah, it's been people. It's almost like the scientists are saying, or the researchers are saying, yes, you think that that was spiritual, but really, this is there's no way the aliens think think that way, and they're trying to control the information because they can't imagine it's spiritual by nature. Right. Yet the there's a letter that comes from uh, the Eisenhower meeting, and I, again, I put everything online, and people can read this for themselves. And and I'll also include the link too for those listening in. Just click on the link. I'll provide Jeff's website below. Sure. But go awesome. ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. And uh, and it looks like, apparently from this letter, that the wh- whatever aliens came and interacted with the humans, whether they're humanoids or great aliens directly, um, it looks like they either removed in front of generals and politicians, removed their energy out of their body, and either did something paranormal or materialized matter or did something to display their ability. And, right. uh, and that was brushed off as nonsense by later researchers. But now, like, <laughs> this is the facts. Like, now we now we know that the aliens are paranormal by nature, and the things that they can do are just mind-blowing. Uh, we yeah. st- and and if it always comes back to the researcher. If they don't believe in spirit or consciousness, then you always get this idea of them kind of trying to reorientate research information to say, no, 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 there's no way it's that. And, and uh, which a, I think a different spin on it. Yeah, a different spin. And, and it's really unfortunate because I'm certain it's why some people think great aliens are negative is because people are actually having consciousness experiences. And then the researchers are the ones to say, nope, and of course, they can meddle with the, the chemicals in your brain. And and then, you know, <laughs> but that's just not what's going on. here. I've so also, I've also heard, too, like they're they're thinking of and this is just some of the talks is like, oh, um, the government may be thinking of uh, faking an invasion and and that, you know, all humanity has to come together and, and fight off these invaders and those kind of things. And, you know, they have such technology and, and power. And this is just my 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 argument with this is that, you know, and, and spiritual, the spirituality of it just seems to be brushed off aside by many individuals, yeah. uh, military hire. They, they, they just, people don't seem to understand that aspect or incorporate it into the equation. Yeah. Um, but you were dealing with a very highly evolved species that could have taken uh, taken over a long time ago. As in like, yes. it could have been yesterday. Why yes. not, you know? You know what yes. I mean? But they're not. They're waiting. Yeah. It sounds like, well, they must be waiting for something. Either we're going in a certain direction that they're waiting for a, some sort of pivot point. Yes. Yeah. 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 You got it. And and the way I see it is a, is a friendly merging. Like that's us. Like they, hey, they want to work with us. They're like, they want to be buddies, if you will. Uh, and, and then, and, but they know they can't do that without the leadership. So you have this, this kind of, um, you know, budding of perspectives going on. And, 
when you look at it, you know, I, I do have compassion. I'm pretty convinced that the government does think it's a threat and does think that they're taking over. Um, you can okay. see this in, and, and I, again, I actually have it laid out in that uh, web, uh, essay. Uh, generals who spoke this way, and of course you have Ronald Reagan who spoke in this way, uh, and Ronald Reagan has some back documentation that he thought this way. Um, so there is some kind of picture that it looks like, but if you were a government official, you might come to this conclusion on your own because you're not sitting there saying, oh, what will we learn about the afterlife from aliens? You're sitting yeah. there saying, how can I protect my institution? And so if this thing is a threat to our institution, then this thing is a threat to us. That's that's what they're designed for. The government is designed uh, as a military infrastructure, as a as a system to protect itself. That is its nature. And and then everyone stepping into that is self in under self-preservation for their jobs and for their livelihood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and every government politician is in it for their own self-preservation. They're not in it for long-term thousand-year pictures of aliens interacting with humans. So I, uh, I see a, a, a budding of ideas and, and perspectives. It does seem that, you know, that there is a – and I said this also in the essay. You get two perspectives. It does seem that there's a, a perspective within the government that also agrees it could be beneficial to humans – because that's what, the only reason Lou Elizondo would have been able to come out and the people around him being able to come out. Uh, if this, there is a positive perspective to it that they actually agree with, and yet there is a simultaneously negative perspective. And that would happen if you had a species doing what they told me, which is we're coming, we're going to merge, we're the good guys, but you need to change your system of how you live. So uh, so all of that combined would create this picture that the government seems to be reflecting, which is we don't want to do that. They're kind of like kicking and screaming. <laughs> and, right. But then that's the human way, right? Haven't you and I growing in our own life, in our own nature, uh, didn't want to face the facts, right? Um, when yeah. we had emotional problems, right? And uh, we all do that in, in our own nature. And as a species, I think that's what we're doing right now. And uh, and it's and it's looking like it might go into a, a really bad scenario and so I feel for that, yeah. Thank, thank you for that too, yeah, and looking at both sides and both ends. You did mention about aliens in the afterlife, which I thought was a very um, <laughs> a interesting point to bring up because, I mean, we have some traditional uh, beliefs, right? And people do, and I, you know, I appreciate people's um, um, systems there and, and whatnot. But I really want to, I really want to hear your perspective on aliens in the afterlife. Right, right. Excuse me. <clears throat> So, okay, um, so I have them on video. Uh, these video, there's a video on my, uh, on my website and it's my UFOs and they're disappearing. Where are they going? And so uh, most people uh, who, who investigate this content do know that UFOs can just disappear. Yeah. And, uh, and my, and the other twist with, People thinking that gray aliens are just evil robots. I've heard this. Evil robots who are just clones. Well, you might have to answer why all the contactees that I know experience the aliens to be paranormal, meaning they are in our lives like spirit entities, basically, who can do poltergeist-like things in our lives. And I have I have tons. You can't even I can't even deny it. If I had 10 million people telling me that they're robots, I would say, yeah, but you're missing something because they're definitely a paranormal entity in my life. Now um, disappearing UFOs, paranormal entity. The way I see it is that they can go into with their crafts, 
whatever that realm is, the ghost realm, what, what is this, the astral realm? I don't even have the word for it. I don't know what it is. It's a, uh, so I just simply call it the ghost realm, where whatever you are as a ghost, you're in some kind of dimensional space that is that is kind of interacting with the physical world, but maybe doesn't, and, and then things can be there on their own. And uh, so it does seem to be that the aliens on their own, whether they're using technology or not, can interact with this realm. Okay. So then it's not too hard to imagine that no. that they're just able to keep going, <laughs> right? They're able to keep phasing or, and especially if they're using technology. And I kind of think like, like I've had some people say, oh, well, humans don't need technology for that. They kind of always want to up, one up the aliens, right? But, but my, my perspective is, is that, but yeah, but imagine if you had technology for us being able to phase into the, the astral realm, then you right. had a technology, you could measure things out. You could get so, like what what technology can do for us. We can, uh, like, you know, for everything that, with te- that we involve technology, we can start measuring it and and then do extra science and get very perspective, get, you can, it, it gives you more, you know, freedom to manipulate and, and operate with in. Uh, so it seems to me that the beings have a kind of a paranormal ability and then their technology works with that paranormal world and then the idea that they can just keep going and so there's this factual truth for me because of my experience that whatever we are as uh this higher self doesn't fully live here we are the offshoot of that higher self but it is in some dimensional space that is, okay. I'm not even convinced it's here on Earth. It's actually just outside the Earth on um, in the upper atmosphere. And I believe okay. this is what heaven is. When people experience heaven, they experience their higher selves. They're experiencing the merging of the higher self. And the aliens even have that ability. They can go into that technology. Their technology, their, their ability. So regardless of anyone's religion, you have right. a natural system going on of consciousness, a nature of consciousness that regardless of what people believe is happening anyway. And even if, right, there's tons of religions that don't believe in ghosts, but man, we got, when you do, go down, you know, the avenue of the research, there's mm-hmm. there's pretty much research that you continue to live now uh, beyond the body. And uh, so regardless of what people believe, that that's happening. So yeah. so there's a there's a there's a nature beyond the religious ideas, and I think that's where the aliens are interacting with. They're interacting with the nature of the higher self, or they have the ability to. And uh, for me, that also speaks volumes about, you know, their purity as well too, because you have to be a level of of a pure consciousness, which would be innocence or, it's a, the higher self is a purity of of self, not distorted by. You know, kind of our 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 physical distortions of concepts and uh, and ideas, and so it's a purity of self, and then they themselves have to have some ability to be that pure also. And in my experience, they are. They have, they can be highly evolved, enlightened angel like beings, and uh, yeah, yeah, and they have the ability. To, and so when they're like, they can be like that. They can be interacting with the higher self, whoever's higher self, and. Uh, and then imagine even crazier. And this is what happened with me. They had uh, technology for the higher self. So they had technology to plan lives, <laughs> right? Like this is where it goes, man. Like, holy crap. Like this is, this is, this is why disclosure is totally insane that. Uh, but like, how, do you uh, feel, how do you feel about that? That your life you feel was kind of planned. Do you feel like you have a free will determination and a, and a destiny as, as a infinity and a spirit that you came here by choice um, or that yeah. you are all part of that divine plan or however you want to put that. How do you, how do you make sense of that? Yeah. Great question. Um, so she does say something to me 
at one point mm -hmm. that kind of adds clarity to this. So it seemed to me I had a plan that seemed to pretty much it was going to go the way that it was going to go. Once I was born, it seemed to be that I would have a plan where I'd be interacting with them. At least that's what it looked like. But then at some point in my life, there was this uh, multiple outcomes were could happen. And they show that to me. They show me basically on a computer the multiple outcomes that will occur before I learn about them. So we're talking another 20 years. Uh, from the, I saw this when I was 23 years old. So it would have been, we're talking like, 20 years basically until I would learn about them again, learn about this, the, my conscious knowledge, uh, my conscious. Until you're ready, ready. Until it's ready. That. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And there were multiple yeah. outcomes. And she says to me, you make all the choices. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we see the outcome. We see the outlines and the plans, but you make the choices. So it says a lot about, uh, and listen, I'm, I'm a big believer in the power of visioning, like uh, humans can actually uh, manipulate the universe. I, I believe that through visioning. We can you can create circumstances that, that benefit you and, and and you can do big things. You can create jobs that you want and you can create, you know, there's the whole like new age idea. But, you know, there I like I've done it many times and it works. And the statistical chance of, it, of some of these things are outlandish. You can't not believe it. So I, I'm very aware that we have mechanisms within ourselves that can make the universe do these things. And I see the beings understanding these things and, uh, and that the human, the physical brain manifesting in face, space, space and time really is the one playing the game of, I have a plan, but I'm, I'm, I don't know what the plan is. And so I'm living out physical reality, not knowing the plan and and I can change parts of the plan or I can change angles of it. And I'm the one making the choices. Fundamentally, okay. I'm always the one making choices uh, in okay. space and time in the moment with the physical brain. But uh, but there is a plan and we can feel it right when things are going well in our lives. We're on a plan that we don't know. We don't know what the plan is, but we feel good about ourselves and, uh, and vice versa. We can feel like something is not the right choice in our lives. And we know fundamentally that that that's not part of our destiny to do that thing. Right. So, but anyway, that's a whole other, you know. Yeah, no, no. But you, 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 you touched on part my question there. So that that's good to know. And anybody listening, right. You know, this is not something that's like imposed on or forced on. This is like a collaboration of sorts. Collaboration. And, um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So before we wrap up on, on disclosure and, and, and whatnot, I do out of my own curiosity question, cause I have a huge fascination with Venus and the planet. You did, you do describe that you visited or you yes. had an experience with Venus. And I, I feel like I just want to wrap up the show with that one last experience and then we'll, nice. we'll, we'll tighten it here. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it was after the rising, after they did this genetic activation or the genetic thing with me, and uh, they basically, it's a contact event. It happens on Hornby Island uh, here in BC. And okay. uh, it's on the beach and I see an object and then I feel like I go to bed, but it turns out I actually interact with this object. And uh, and it turns out to be a craft and the elder elder comes out and, and all this stuff. And they take me up and they take me to a base in space. That's when I have the sexual encounter with the elder. Okay. And... Uh, and then they're done. They say, we're done with that experiment, the rising kind of thing. We're done with that portion. What do you want from us? Thank you for doing that. What would you like from us? That's basically how they frame it. And I say, I want to know where you live. As a curious human, they still haven't told me anything about their species. And I and I'd already had 
seven contact events up to that point. And they don't, they were I, very I, tight lipped. Because I'm like, where's their origin story? You know, who yeah. created, the, like, how did, how did they come about? Yeah. And I think the bottom line is the reason they don't do this is because it is much more complex than we are willing to understand. Uh, you know, I, here's, the, here's the, just, I'll tell the story to Venus, but here's the point I want to make about that, what you're saying. Okay. Okay. If humans go and colonize Mars, we're there for 10,000 years, are we still Earthlings? And if we learn to phase into another dimensional realm, like the ghost realm on Mars, are we even from Mars? Right? Do you okay, consider yourself? Okay. I see. I see what you're doing there. That's yeah. a good. Okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah. And then, do you even consider yourself from uh, a human at that point? Right? Like, so I think when you deal with a million-year-old species, what possibly might be a million-year-old species, we might be dealing with a very complex picture that they know we're saying you're from your planet and we're from our planet. And we're thinking so simply and they have no ability to, to tear all the whole picture apart. And uh, okay. so then they give us basic information in the process. So, okay, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Venus. So I said, where are you from? And she said, we're from Venus. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to know where you live is what I asked. And she said, we're from Venus. And I, I was like really curious about that. I didn't understand. So she, in kind of like this uh, way to make it lots really fun, like they were trying to make me feel good now after doing this this thing with them, this yeah. rising with them. And so she was. they were technically rewarding me for the work I did with them. And so she paired me up with a humanoid who looked my age. He was like a 20-year-old cool humanoid i was gonna, i was gonna ask if you met humanoids as well because i know there's there's a heavily involvement with the grays but thank you yeah. so so you did meet an et that looked human yeah 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 i have several different contact events with humanoids uh this okay. is a very friendly uh like buddy buddy he was like a he was so you know in that kind of like uh environment you're so exposed everything's telepathy and you feel each other and he was very you know uh sincere and uh, friendly and smiling and uh and so she said do you want to tell show him where we live and he's like yeah so that's just me and him we leave the elder behind the gray alien and it's just me and him we get into a craft uh in this base we're in which is in space it was outside earth orbit and uh and then he gets me to drive the craft so he's uh so he's showing me how to drive it and uh it's a thought controlled craft and i put my hands on a pad and I'm learning how to drive out in space in between Earth and Venus. Sounds totally insane, but it definitely happened. And uh, uh, I basically, I do a bunch of kind of, it, uh, I had to learn this afterwards. I didn't understand this. I only had the experience I did, talked about it publicly. Then I, ha I learned that um, when you actually are flying crafts out in space, uh, some people have done some science on this because other contactees noticed that crafts just zip from spot to spot they don't right. they don't fly yeah. around and and it'd be cool even i just love the idea of just flying around but actually technically what I, what i did and the memory was fully and i talked about this publicly before i learned these other details that i just zipped we I, I saw a spot in empty space and i flew there and it was like a zip but and it just the craft showed up just basically immediately right in that spot and then i yeah. turned it and i focused at another spot and, and it kind of so i did this kind of stop and start uh all the way to venus and then he got on controls because i was nervous to you know fly into something wrong and then he flies us in and we end up at a city and okay. this is a full city on venus and uh and i mean out in the open but okay. when i the craft lands the door opens 
and and it's automatically there's the confusion of like whoa like we can't breathe this right like what's going on here and right. he's like no no no, it's all fine don't worry he's like it's the air is normal is what he says and he i, I walk out and it looked like it looked uh i kind of see there was like steam coming off of the rocks like it was like there was like it was oozing it had a uh i know it's acidic but i know that uh Anyway, just it looked like a hellish environment. It did not look pleasant by any degree, and clouds, thick clouds, were in the air, and the sky was a uh, uh, orange yellow, basically. Like the the atmosphere was orange yellow, and I get out and I can I can breathe it. But what's obvious to me, and even at the moment, but I didn't have the wherewithal to you know to inquire about it. Um, I'm pretty certain we were phased, or like the the city was phased. And I'm, there is some research around the missing 411, around people going into paranormal portals who are in the environment but don't experience the environment. You can't feel it on their hands and arms. And and uh, and that's kind of what this was. It feels like we were phased. So we were there but not interacting with the environment. So I'm walking out in Venus in my biological form, and yet I don't feel the environment. I can't smell it, see it, or taste it. And so uh, I'm in shock on this planet we walk towards so we kind of landed on this dock and we walked towards this structure and it was this larger structure connecting to all these tall buildings and uh, all the buildings are curved and smooth not like not big concrete looking structures um yeah. the planet felt the sorry the city felt alive the same way the grayling crafts feel alive so right. it felt like it had intelligence like there was an intelligence to the city and even that it may have known I was there and uh, and though I, there was no interaction, like I didn't, there was no conscious interaction with the with this city, but uh, he says, want to see where I live? So they're, they're rewarding me, right? So they, they want to show me. So yeah, you want right. to see where I live and I'll show you where I live. So I see where the human lives and he, and so we get on this kind of like light grid walkway. And uh, by the way, yeah, there is freaking crazy like there's tall gray aliens i don't see any short gray aliens surprisingly enough i see tall gray aliens i see what i learned to will be the mantis species so i see these kind of lanky tall lanky with snouts and big eyes and i see humanoids and they're all intermingling and it's very relaxed and it looks to be like leisure and uh like, and people it's like star wars interspecies you hang out at the bar and you see like all all different kind of people <laughs> yeah you got a mingling intermingling yeah you got it and what's interesting enough about the way they do this they did the contact events is that the prior contact event i i learned about a federation of planets so it's like she's warming me up with information to hey yeah we actually aren't just a solo species we interact with other species and uh so though it wasn't explained what is this the federation of planets like i never got told that but uh, anyway, so I'm I'm yeah I'm out in this kind of environment. I'm on a light grid thing that knows where for me to get off. Like no one communicates to it. It just we fly on it and then we, we come off in an elevator, literally a physical elevator. I go up to his place. I meet his mother. He lives with his mother. She's a humanoid, but they all have like they're not fully human. Like they have they have like a slightly slightly different structure like to their face like they had like she specifically had like an outline to her eyes and outline to her chin that was a little bit uh, off so it, she wasn't exactly a, she didn't look like a human taken from earth living there right and okay. um yeah and there was a condo they're living in a in a but the walls were like curved and uh and the material felt uh natural i can't even like not like our plaster or our brick or our concrete, 
Um, so I interact briefly with that him. He shows me some things that are kind of fun, some technology, and I don't really understand half of it or any of it really. And then uh, that's very brief and we leave. And then he says, okay, now you get on the walkway and you go that way and I'll go this way. And so he leaves me on the planet. <laughs> he leaves me on the city by myself. And I'm like, what? Like in the trust, right? The level of trust was insane at that point. Like I, they trust me to just be on this planet by them by myself. I get on the walk grid, but it takes me right away to a, another building and another condo. Okay. And I get out, step out on this transporter, and it's the elder's place. So this gray alien that I kind of interact with, that I kind of know the most, she has a physical location that she lives. And wow. it is on this Venus building. It's in this building on, on Venus. And it is a condo. It's it's a condo. It's It would be equivalent to a human condo it's a building it's a room within a building and it outlooks over overlooks uh, venus and uh, i have a cooperation with uh, an object that sit that's on her uh, she has she has a device with which you uh sit in and observe graphics that come out and i see this thing and i sit in it myself and and susie hansen has the same experience uh with these things and her in her contact events um, I basically chill. It's also with the aliens, it is completely and always we're on the ball. We're always having to do things with all the contact events. And in this one, she's rewarding me again. So I relax with the elder. I literally sit on a couch and she sits on a couch and we just sit and, uh, and I reflect and I get to talk in a kind of very casual way. I'm like, we did it. We made a, we made the thing that we were building up towards. And she's like, you did all the work. And she's very, uh, she's she's always kind of detached in these kind of emotional ways, but she's okay. always very empathetic and compassionate as well too. And so okay. she was speaking compassionately and, but you know, very detached and and says these nice things about me. And uh, but then it's like, okay, we have to go. And it was kind of done. And uh, and and that's it. So I, yeah, I witnessed their place, so this residence. I get put back. I get sent back down to the transporter. I meet the humanoid again. And we go back to the craft and he flies me back and drops me, takes me back to Hornby Island. Come on, that's awesome. That's seriously awesome, though. Like, I was with you every step of the way when you were describing that and I was visualizing it. And that's like, I mean, when you have these kind of experiences, Jeff, I mean, your psyche has totally changed. You've expanded your consciousness. You don't see things the same way. How do you even integrate that coming back here, quote, down to earth, these densities, you know, you're, you're raising up into higher densities, you come to these, like, how do you, how do you integrate that? Like everyday yeah. life, and then you're literally taken off to other planets. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge, I'll tell you that. But, uh, yeah. so I, I haven't, like, I guess you could say I have a mission. So I think I've heard this before from contactees that they feel like they have missions. And I guess I feel like I have a mission too. And, and so I'm committed to uh, that work. And uh, and part of it's just play for me. Technically, it's 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 me using what the aliens gave me, and I'm using it to the benefit of people. Right. So, um, you know, that I'm volunteering. Your, your message for humanity, then, right? Like this is why this is what you want to get out. Yeah. So okay. So it's it's multifaceted. I would say. Okay. There's there's two sides. The, the side that's actively doing something with my life with it. The other side is yeah. You're right, man. You can't. I can't just tell everybody I had this experience. I can't share it with them. And uh, and I sound totally insane to most people. So uh, I'm very aware of that. So I, I have a kind of a compassionate side, which I don't try to force things onto people. Um, I feel very blessed. 
I have Vancouver UFO that gave me the platform to almost therapy to be like, okay, another presentation, this crazy thing happened to me, everybody. And I need to give it all in detail and kind of get it out there and it's on video and then people can watch it. And so that helps me with the process. Um, but you know, like there's, there's these, there's these things you don't expect that are results. So here's an example. Um, my workplace that I, uh, one of the buildings I kind of bounce around my job. I do now I bounce around from place to place. The place was haunted. So everyone knew it, it had a ghost in the bottom, in the basement. So I helped the ghost transition. Yeah. And I had witnesses to do well, that were part of that. And it's just like the aliens, the, the everything that happened with the aliens was a part of that. Like the telepathy, the sensitivity. Um, and it, for me, like I, I was called to do it. Like there was a there was a gravity towards it. I had to be there. I had to do. There was a synchronicity about it too. And I feel like those type of things are going on. I volunteer on the side. So I have all this kind of like volunteer work where I try to just help people. And, uh, and then the books, yeah, I got, I kind of got these larger missions of, you know, I have a past life awareness of someone famous in, in, in human history. And I really love working on that. And I, the book, I'm actually making a new edition with the book and I'm planning on working with an artist to help really flesh it out with really great art. And, uh, so there's a lot of, and that, yeah, and that has a mission in and of itself, which is, uh, you know, making people aware, you know, the, the positive side of the gray aliens, I guess you could say, right? Like I have people email me and they're very happy that I'm doing this, that I'm providing this perspective. And again, as you even said yourself, so that itself is a mission. So there's having those missions is part of the way that you're integrating it into the world. Yeah. And the other is you literally just have to learn to, you can't tell everybody everything. So, right. Right. You're selective, um, who you want to share with, especially early on, but I think later on, it's just going to change and you won't even give a crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I have compassion because it, uh, you know, I, I think I said this to you in a, in a previous conversation we had that every aspect of this disturbs people, something, what you're not disturbed by someone else is. And, okay. and vice versa. And it doesn't matter what part of it is. Someone is disturbed by something in it. And, and I learned that very early on. And I, and I, and I have compassion for that. Actually, I don't want to, uh, as long as I have an avenue with which I feel I can talk freely and go all the way with my stuff and the way I say it, which is, you know, your the interview you provide for me today, which I appreciate for in the Vancouver UFO. And I do have other friends who are contacting you. So I do get that element de dealt with otherwise yeah i i still think it requires uh you know treading gently on broken glass kind of idea right yeah yeah no i and, and i appreciate your compassion for others um when you are sharing your story so that that shows a lot of wisdom and, and you know like just just not forcing like you said and just kind of opening the dialogue and conversation with it um i wanted to finish off with disclosure because we talked about this uh, and i think it's an important topic too and it ties into what we just said. How much is too much information for people to know? Should it just be, let's go all all out and, and discuss, hey, this is the inception of Earth. This is what's been planned and this is where it's going to go. Uh, this is the involvement of the ET species with Earth and, and that. Or just or just do partial. Or I mean, I think people are really frustrated right now. And, and I, I know... Um, they, people just want to know the truth. Even with all the political stuff that's happening now, I think people are, are tired of all the rubbish and they kind of yeah. want to know, well, yeah. you know, we've gone this far and there's so much stuff coming out. Um, might as well just let it all out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I, uh, I framed this once before and I'll kind of say it this way again. Okay. I think for those who want to know, 
they should get all the information. And okay. I agree with that. But I don't believe the public, it's good for the public. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe it's good for the public. I really I don't. don't. I don't know about that one, but go ahead, expand. Why not? Yeah. Because um, it will make people literally insane. It will make people literally crazy. Uh, when you have nothing to live for anymore, the first thing you think about is killing yourself and everyone else. So uh, that's that's a fact. And uh, and there are some people in power and people who aren't in power who this information would make them go crazy. And uh, and you could be prepared. And I and I I always kind of say the spiritual mind is really what's needed because you need to know you have that you don't understand when you don't understand the nature of reality and you're okay with that, then I think you're ready to learn this type of information. Right. But most people don't live in that world and they need security in their mind. Right. That's why they go to church. That's why they believe in science. That's why uh, they don't believe in anything until someone's told them that that thing is real. So uh, because they need security. And if you disturb that security, not just that, who are you going to get to tell this information? Right. Like like what human has the ability to tell the entire picture? The afterlife is real. Paranormal is real. You don't you'll you live for thousands of years. Uh, your body isn't real. The, the, whatever your th career was. In fact, we have all the answers for it. Physics, medicine, whatever it is, quant computer sciences. Right. Yeah. No, no need to worry, work on that anymore. We've got someone who got we have a race here now. Well, has the answer to everything. Oh, I see right? what you're saying. Yeah. OK. Yeah. It's, it's the picture is just. Never mind the human origin part. And and I've had, literally had people go to go down all the road way with me and then said, wait, what? Humans were made by them? Oh, and then, then they got even more and then they got angry and they were with me all the way until they learned that part. And then it's uh this is a big, 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 big. It is a psycho spiritual crisis for humans that aliens are here. I'll continue to say that psycho spiritual crisis. And the only way is to really know that you don't understand the nature of reality. And if you're okay with that and that other beings could be here, I think that warms up the human for, for those, uh, for the larger picture ideas. And that that's a spiritual perspective. It really is a quote unquote spiritual perspective right. to, to believe that, you know, there's more to the nature of existence than just what I perceive to be. And when you can accept that, then you can accept other beings may have already mastered some of these things and that they are interacting with humans in a very gentle, offhandish way. And uh, and that, you know, CE5, you can experience it for yourself if you want to. Right. Yeah. yeah. But um, but but it is a uh, people I don't think people I think the only ones actually understanding that perspective are, in fact, the governments who are keeping the information away from people. Well, that's and, what people are trying to push for the disclosure is to have the governments and have those files if they, you know, like just get to get these things out. And yeah. um, because if it comes from an authority figure or whoever, then, oh, then it must be real, as you were alluding to earlier. Oh, well, somebody yeah. said this. So now I must, you know, yeah. but <laughs> so how, do you, how do you see it play, play out? If, if not that, then how would you see it? Well, you know, I don't like the picture. And uh, and I don't want to create a gloomy picture either. I think it's a you know I have a responsibility as I talk these ways. But for sure, the the facts are is that we're not set up for it. And uh, and and I think I, and what's obvious is the aliens have been interacting one on one with governments. Whether it's just a 
meeting that happened once and then every 10 years. I'm not convinced. I know there's some full-on conspiracy theorists people who believe Hollywood is controlled by gray aliens and lizards control Washington. And I just blah. Like I don't I don't go down that that direction. I think that's a bit extreme and there's no evidence for it. But but I do think there's evidence for cracks coming down. And and it does seem like in that picture is gray is aliens telling humans you got to tell your public, you know, you got to tell people okay. and without doing it, this is the result is a kind of, is a buildup of, of our way of living that might collapse that, uh, that might, hit, uh, you know, head to head with, you know, the facts of what our planet can deal with, uh, when it comes to the environment and, and also what we can deal with as a species, uh, what, and what capitalism can even do and what it can't do and how we kind of keep pretending it can, uh, and I mean, feed the poor and and help, you know, and when there's big, you know, disruptions like 2008 recessions, how it really just gives more wealth to the top and more poor in the middle class, get, keep the disparity. Like this is science. This, this, this is economic science. And we Here's now know from economic science, capitalism doesn't actually do the job we hoped it did when it was got first made, you know, 200 years ago. So you're, um, you're talking about like larger political infrastructure, societal um, views, uh, uh, culture and um you know economy you're talking yeah. about like almost like the, not the collapse of all of it but that that the disclosure will pretty much it's just not going to fit it, bang on <laughs> bang on that's it and and imagine any way that this moves okay yeah. the government says ufos are actually aliens well that doesn't end you think we don't want to know who those aliens are of course yeah Right. And then, okay, 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 we meet one alien. The government pulls out on CNN. Joe Biden is sitting next to a gray alien. These are the, the kind gray aliens, or maybe it's a humanoid. But then what? We don't want to learn how they run their societies. Right. It goes everything. Would, it's, a, it's, a, it's a domino effect. And it doesn't stop. And it won't stop until the human, with their curiosity, is constantly trying to figure it all out. And the bottom line is that the afterlife is real, paranormal is real, the spiritual is real. You know, all these – we keep thinking that disclosure is we learn and we go back and live our life normally. And and, uh, and, and we don't. And, and we don't. Yeah. And the answer to that is look at all the contactees, right? Contactees don't go living their lives normally. They're now – they have extended consciousness abilities that they don't understand how to use properly sometimes. Uh, they don't feel, feel like they fit in, right? And even within people who are contactees, they don't understand. Some people have different experiences within the contact field, and it's confusing too, right? Yeah. No, and that's that's so true because, I mean, I, my selfish question for the Venus thing is because I was, you know, I think my contact experience is coming through creativity in my own book that I've written with part two, and I talked about an, uh, going to Venus and that they live in dorm kind of condo-like areas. So when I hear other people, you know, talking about those same things, and I, we never even talked about that yet, then I know that that's kind of my way and anybody else who's who's has had contact of kind of like letting that subconscious safely kind of stream out you know right. what i mean yeah. and it's like on a platform oh it's just a story outside of me which it still is it's a playful story but then you know then there's there's a tipping point that i've noticed with yourself and and there's other people too i mean they haven't publicly come out yet but um they they remember like this is this is beyond a doubt they're like this happened I went on a craft. I went to this planet. I yeah. saw. I saw the gray ATs. This is what we discussed. I saw, yeah. and there you cannot shake them. Yeah. Like yeah. this is their. This is part of their experiential reality. Yeah. 
Um, but they hit that. But I noticed there's like a switch when it does for, for certain contacts. I was a former analyst, so I, I kind of look for similarities as well for right. people I talk to and in my practice. And I'm like, well, this keeps showing up is that there's there's a moment, like you said, when the ETs know when, when somebody's ready, it's kind of like a switch. And it's like, oh, snap, that wasn't a dream state. That wasn't, you know, right. me just thinking about it or just driving in my car going, no, that was um, you were taken on board and this is what happened. Right. You know, take that screen right. memory out. So here's to those, you know, because of your bravery speaking in your story, that assisting and helping others to remember and 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 just, uh, you know, to boldly go there where no man has gone before right. and start right. getting these conversations out there, which, which leads me to my last question. With everything you've gone through with your ET contact experience, was it a pleasurable one? Was it good? Was it yeah. bad? Was it what? What would you put towards all of this? Yeah, no, it is a, uh, <clears throat> it's an exchange. That's the first word. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you get the, I got the brilliant. I got the, uh, the, what's the word? The word is beyond this lifetime. It is, it is, it is, it is a, uh, just seeing that afterlife, seeing that higher self, having that white room experience still to this day is is so uh, incomprehensibly powerful, alters my life. It's a power I can rely on in the present moment. So it is un, it's unsurpassed in, in the hardship I had in my personal life, being affected by them and also with them directly. Right. So it's an exchange in the sense that they gave me this extreme thing that will be with me for the rest of my life. Right. And then they also gave me the worst. <laughs> I also had <laughs> the, the, the worst with them. And right. so it's a, uh, it, and, but this, because this is just the body and is, and it really is an illusion. Uh, this powers the ability to see that as an illusion, actually the white room yeah. and this, and this is part of my life. I, I, I'm like, the, again, the ghost thing, like just an example of some of this, like I, I never had this ability before these things. So yeah, it is, uh, it is a uh, life altering, powerful, uh, wise, uh, and I am grateful and um, yeah, I'm grateful, um, but it's an exchange and I can't, deny how hard it was either so yeah it's for sure I no both, you're just being honest <laughs> yeah yeah you got it yeah yeah that's that's oh, it. So I, I do think it's positive yeah we'll go there. thank you so much <laughs> jeff seriously this is just such an eye-opening experience for everybody involved i'm gonna put this out there as much as i can on every platform because people need to hear your story it's really awesome. brilliant and just so honest and earnest in the way you talk about it and sincere um even with the hard bits as well um it puts humanity back into this awesome. experience Thanks, yeah no. so thank you thank you and i will put jeff's um website below and then they can get your book on amazon and um your website as well right yeah uh, yeah uh, through the website you can find the link to the amazon uh amazon and then your new page. book when is that coming out uh, so I'm actually doing a new edition and I'm working on it right now with a, a fellow researcher and uh, it's the same book, same story, just uh, I'm rewriting parts of it and uh, yeah, getting an artist and uh, okay. I, I, 
unfortunately, uh, I don't do this for a living, so I don't know. Uh, hopefully within the year it will come out. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We'll look out for that. Thank you, Jeff. Enjoy and pen. stay tuned for more cosmic interviews. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, awesome. Jeff.